Hey Unravelers, happy first week of Advent. This is Ken's and I's favorite time of year and not just for the peppermint mochas. We love the opportunity to grow spiritually in the days leading up to Christmas and what it has to offer us on Christmas morning after weeks of preparing our hearts. That's why we are launching a three-week Advent series called Unraveling Advent as a way to walk together and make this a fruitful finish to a challenging year. As Mother Angelica once said, Let's not let the season pass without a depth of spirituality in our hearts that lets us ponder. Ponder the mystery of how and why this omnipotent God, before whom angels tremble, would come down and live nine months in the most pure and holy woman that ever lived. He was confined in a womb with that infinite intelligence, infinite power, and the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you will join us so we can walk together leading up to Christmas. Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hi, sister. Hi, cheers, sister. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy anniversary to you and Johnny and happy new year. (laughs) Oh, happy Catholic new year, aka the start of Advent. Finally, we're here. We're here. I thought we would never get here. <laughs> no, I felt the same way. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Yeah, we haven't even like caught up since then. Um, it was very eventful. Um, uh, I will spare our audience the grim details, but we had quite the incident where Grace was bit by a family dog mm. on Thanksgiving Day, which was such a lesson to me in just going with the flow Mm. and really throwing plans out the window. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that true? Um, It was, it was, well, I was texting you the entire time. So, you know, the story, but, um, it was honestly such a learning moment and I'm, I'm trying to learn to kind of like see these like moments that seem to be really hard and like on the surface seem like a disaster. Like, oh my gosh, Thanksgiving is ruined. We're at the ER and like take them as an opportunity to grow personally and like say to myself, like a challenge, like, okay, how can I take this on? Mm. And like, not want to like just cry and like murder the world (laughs) because our day is ruined. But it really was, um, it was such a test of patience for all of us, poor Grace included. But um, honestly, like it ended better than it ever could. She's doing so much better now. And despite that crazy episode, we had a really good time at home with friends and family. And, um, you know, we really like turned it around and made the most of it. But how about you? Of course you did. It looks so fun. And also shout out to Aaron's twins that you got to visit. The chunky, (gasps) cutiest. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think like 2020 is the year of cute babies because I see all the babies that were born in 2020 and I'm like, you guys, you guys were the shining light. You guys made up for it. Yes. They are the cutest little dumplings. Hard to believe that they were this. So this is my bet. One of my best friends from home and she had twin preemies, um, that were in ICU for a long time during COVID, I think like two weeks and they were so tiny. And now they're like literally the chunkiest babies you've ever seen in your life. Oh <laughs> like I thought my kid, I thought our kids were chunky, oh, yeah, but I don't are. know. They were chunky. still are sometimes. <laughs> kidding. Oh, that's awesome. So, 
What about you guys? You guys looked like you had an amazing time at the lake house. We had a great time. It was just us and um, Kelly and Tim, Colin's parents, and it was just so relaxing. You know, you're treated like a queen at the lake house. You've been, sis, you know, and it was just so nice and chill, and we just stayed in our pajamas the whole time, and it was just so nice to get away, even in COVID, and I'll spare some details to our audience, but all the flights I've been on during um, COVID have been lovely. Everyone's been nice and chill. But our last flight was only 40 minutes long and it was rough with tea. She didn't want to wear a mask. It wasn't really tea that was being rough, but it's hard to convince a toddler to wear a mask. And so we almost got put on a list. Um, a no fly list. What? Yeah. It was probably one of the most stop I don't even want know what it was but Colin got very frustrated and it took me going over to the flight attendants and talking them off the ledge to get us off of this list and explaining what? to them that he is a three-year-old and and you know we get car sick in this family so it's hard for us to wear yeah masks. so Wait, I don't even blame her and also I thought that the law was like um like four years old and below don't have to wear a mask. No, it's two. It's two, Bridget. Can you oh, believe it? No. Yeah. So it's just, it's very hard this season, this whole year. We know this. There's a lot yeah. of fear for everybody. And I totally understand. But I think what I came to realize is that there has to be grace shown on both sides. You know, yeah. like, yes. grace Amen. to the mom who's trying. I mean, Amen. you had a trying trip. I, you know, I had a trying trip on the way back and, and Amen. grace to the people who are afraid for their lives, which sometimes I don't feel like I relate to, but then I have to under, I have to find a way to understand them as well. Yeah. yeah. So that was something I learned. I think we all, I mean, it's hard not to learn things during the holidays. Am I right? Oh I my gosh. Something. It's always a learning experience. And, um, I think you're a hundred percent right with the mask stuff. I actually, okay. I have a mask story too. Oh no. Um, we, my sister and I decided to do black Friday shopping, which we have never done. So the comedy oh, is of all years yes. that I'm like craving to go do this black Friday thing is like this year of a pandemic. So it was very bizarre and like the crowds were not very big and everyone had to wear a mask into every single store. And so I have like asthma. I can barely breathe as it already is. So sometimes I just put it below my nose and um, we were in line to go to Lush because Mary Kate wanted to get like, you know, bath bombs. The scent stuff. Yeah. Everyone loves Lush. And so we're in line and I'm about to go in and the lady's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> not so fast. And she's like, if you don't put your mask above your nose, you can't come in. And I, I would have done it, but you know what? I was just like, I just want to, I, I want to talk to the, this type of person and just kind of see if, you know, they really can reason with you if you say you have a condition. Right. So I was like, oh, man, you know, I actually have asthma. And so, um, you know, if you have an underlying condition, you actually don't even need to wear a mask at all. But I am wearing it Good as much you. as to my ability, but it's very hard for me to breathe in these. Yeah. So I just said it super nicely. And um, she's like, well, that's too bad. You still can't come in. So first of all, like, lady, wow. that wasn't, wow. e that's not even the law. But right. I just said, okay. And so I just kind of stepped away because I'm like, wow. if, if we don't start to practice nicely, um, 
saying like the truth to people, right. then then people are just going to kind of walk all over. And so it was interesting because then we went into H&M. I promise my mask story is almost over. No, um, we go into H&M and I'm browsing and the girl behind the desk goes, there's this teenage boy walking past me. His mask falls off. I literally watched him. He looked like an awkward, skinny high school kid. His mask fell off his face accidentally. And she screams over from the counter, hey, you get out of here if you're not going to wear your mask. And it was like one of our like young siblings, like totally innocent kid, super like embarrassed. This lady screamed at him in front of the whole store. And so um, I kind of went over to him because he looked mortified and he was like trying to like awkwardly put his mask back on that was on the ground. And I was like, I guess the mask police are out today. And he and his mom like laughed at me. And, um, and then I went to pay. I like bought a couple things and it was the same girl that had yelled. And so I just, you know, in a really nice way, I said, Hey, you know, I just wanted to mention something to you. I heard what you said to that guy and I understand that people are worried and that tensions are high, but I just said, you know, it was an accident. What happened? Like that fell off his face and I saw him, you know, put it back on. So I think I just was like, I, it just happened to me. I just got yelled at at another store. And so I said, I know you guys are worried about people, but I like exactly what you just said. I was like, I think we need to show each other some grace. And I was like, also some people that come in your store might have underlying conditions and they can't wear it. And so she completely changed her demeanor. She was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yes, you're right. Like she was just like totally starting to rethink it. But I think it was because I had approached her in a totally non-confrontational way. Whereas people are used to yelling at each other right now. Like, and it's so Mm -hmm. sad to me. Like Mm -hmm. it's just not a spirit, you know, that we need to be embracing. I don't know. That's That's just it. And when you are so used to the group of people you constantly surround yourself with and are listening to a lot of yelling and a lot of fear mongering and a lot of anger, then it's so easy, me included, to just come from that place immediately without taking a step back and saying, wait, let me assess the situation. What's going on before I just react? There's so much reaction happening. It was the same thing on the plane. It was a lot of reacting. And so I'm so glad you went up to her and said something. And I don't even blame poor T because um, I've worn masks like in Ubers before and I've like almost felt like I was going to throw up. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely something with nausea and masks for yeah. sure. Exactly. So I just, I think that's a good point. Oh. Though, too. We'll get it that way. What an interesting time to be going into this season, having to, you know, deal with all of this stuff that we're dealing with and having to really call upon our faith in such a major, major way. Like, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I just feel tested more than ever, not in like a negative way. I'm almost like, okay, like now it's time to put into practice what we actually say we stand for and what we believe, which is, you know, faith in Christ and, you know, not being of this world. And so, um, it's just, to me, it's like, wow, this is the time, like it's time to step up and it's not easy, but it's like, okay, God, like, I guess you're asking us to do this. Absolutely. I feel that so strongly more than ever be, I I think this advent is really, I don't want to say a testing time, but it's a time we've been waiting for, you know, the coming of Christ, right? That's what 
admin is for. It's this waiting period. And it feels like in 2020, all we've been doing is waiting for something, you know, um, COVID to end or, or just some joy to come. And, and now we have the actual reason to wait and it's Jesus Christ and his birth. And I, I've been thinking a lot about this time and what are we going to do? How is this going to look different? And, um, I recently went to confession. I told you what the priest said to me, but there's a lot of, um, stillness that needs to be had. I think that is just where we need to start. And yeah. So what about you? What do you think about Advent and how does it feel different for you? Well, I was perfect timing because we got back from the trip last night and then we checked the mailbox and the devotionals that you sent, the Bishop Barron Advent uh, devotionals came, which was so exciting to open up. Um, and it made me think like I really started to reflect on how like I only re- in the past few years, kind of with you, like um, we would, I feel like the past couple of years, we've always talked back and forth, like, okay, what are you doing for Advent? What devotional are you going to do? We love Blessed Is She. We're doing a new one this year. But um, I, it wasn't always that way for me, if I'm going to be honest. Like I kind of like didn't even consider Advent like a season worth like um, leaning into and celebrating. And it's only been in the past couple years that I've really um, learned more about this time and tried to lean into it more and, you know, carve out time every day, whether it's like ordering a devotional that's going to force you to sit down and do the readings for the day and to journal um, or even just to like, learn more about like what, what was Advent carved out for in the ancient times to help us prepare for, mm-hmm. for Christmas. And, you know, in recent years, I've realized that like Advent was actually a time where you would like, uh, give things up right. and like, you Lent. know, like Lent. And, and this is the other crazy thing that I recently read. Um, priests wear purple and we have the purple candles for the advent wreath um, because it's the same uh, liturgical celebration almost as lent Mm -hmm. and people gave up parties and sweets and you didn't have a single party during advent Mm -hmm. after christmas and now it's so different you know we like celebrate the whole time (laughs) and it's like no judgment either way but to me i'm like that's such an interesting concept of like cleansing yourself before this big day, which is Christmas. And I I was thinking about this episode and how we're going to do this, this series on Advent. And I was just thinking like something beautiful about the Catholic faith is how we are so, we are so uh, focused on self-betterment in a good way. Like, I mean, you and I, I think are are personally like that. Like we're always like, Hey, what book are we reading Mm -hmm. to learn how to be better to wake up earlier or whatever? But the church itself actually sets aside times like Advent and Lent for us to self-reflect. And I think that is so cool. And so I think we are in the right place for us. I love that B. It's so crazy. It took me forever to realize that too. Like Lent isn't like Lent is one thing, yes, but Advent was the same way. And we always just celebrate Christmas, like you said, right on December 1st, ready to go. And it's now an opportunity to cleanse. I love that you said cleanse because that's the perfect word. And something you said earlier about 
when um, something crazy happens in your day to day or, you know, your plans go out of control, for example, like Grace getting hurt, you're able to offer that up in the moment. And so cleansing can look different. It doesn't have to be like these big, like, I'm going to give up this, this and that. Exactly. Exactly. Like I recently I was, I was having this discussion. I won't get into the details, but I was annoyed at the discussion. I was annoyed at what was being said. It was like a story I've heard 50 times. And in my head, I was like, I've heard you say this story 10 times. Why are you saying it again? And in that moment, God gave me something and it was something so weird yet simple. And it was like, Mackenzie, you mess up all the time. You sin all the time. And I listen to you and I am there available for you new every single time, no matter how many times you tell me the same thing, no matter how many times you fall, I am always here, like open and ready to receive you. Why don't you show that same grace and generosity to the person you're speaking with right now? And it was just like this example of, you know, my sin in the forefront. And it was so hard to hear, but it was so great. And it was just in my head and it just changed me instantly. And I think that's a small example of a cleansing moment and an absolutely I think too like like you said that moment is such a gift as well because I've had many moments like that recently and you know similarly I won't go into the details but some of these moments have been you know with family members that um I've had to work on relationships with in the past that have been really hard relationships to have and um but I noticed that that the more you show mercy to mm-hmm. anyone who has been hard for you to get along with or you don't see eye to eye with them or they've hurt you like the more mercy you can show I feel like the more grace you're given in those moments of realization and it's like really hard. It's not easy. And, and I agree with you. Like, I don't really see myself giving up anything for Advent. I think it's more of like, how can we have more of these moments where we are aware of ourselves? We're aware of our weaknesses and we, we acknowledge it because there's nothing wrong with being a sinner, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with having that thought. I think how, what you do to continue that thought is really like the decision you have to make. And then you enter into either sin or not sin. But I think that we are all imperfect people. And so those moments are moments to challenge ourselves and grow. And it's definitely not easy, but I think like, I just imagine myself like on Christmas, how much better will I feel if I really give my all to this Advent? And I think you and I, we, we've we tried to do that in the past, like in the past few years. And so um, I just encourage anyone listening who maybe has never celebrated Advent, like who's never actually like gone into like that day to day, how can I prepare my heart? for Christmas. I mean, it's a really cool thing. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it because I, I miss days of the devotional and whatever, but it is really, um, it's just so like, what's the word? Like you feel so fulfilled almost by the end of the year. You do. You feel like you, you feel like you are ready to receive him in your heart. Cause that's, that's what you're saying. Like built, like kind of building the house in your heart for Jesus to stay, you know? 
and then exactly enter. ready to receive is a great way that's ex- that's what i was trying to say like just like feeling re- and ready for a new year too which we also oh. love talking about new years like new year new start and so like i just think the cal- the like the liturgical calendar does such a good job of prepping us for every new season and yeah. this season i think is prepping both of us for like amazing things to come in 2021 and and for everybody who's ready, who's ready to receive it. Absolutely. And you know, be how we always talk about the word we want to pick for the year. I think we should use, I think I know my word, but I think you just gave me an idea that using this time to prepare our hearts will also be praying in a new way to receive what God wants us to yes. actually embody for the new year. Because, you know, we can pick a word on the word generator by Jen- Jennifer Fuller. Yes. It's awesome. But what if he reveals something you didn't even think of? I think that is something I'm going to start praying for. That's yeah, I think cool. that too is like sometimes the best word will come if mm-hmm. if you like receive it rather than like look for it. Um, and like, okay, I'll be super just vulnerable here and say my word for 2020 was just a sham. Like I totally <laughs> did not – I did nothing with it, but I'm going somewhere with this. And it has, I think, a positive end, I pray. But mine was going to be, mine was like arise. Like, and so, and part of it was, you know, the verse arise, little girl, but it also had a two part meaning to embrace my morning more. And I'm just going to be straight up honest. Like, I straight up failed at that this year. Like, I've never failed at a word so bad as this year. And I'm okay admitting that because 2020 was a garbage dump. I'm like, I have the best excuse because like this was just the craziest year ever. But um, I'm kind of thinking of recycling that word mainly because I'm reading the Miracle Morning and it's changing my life. But I don't know. Yeah. Talk about the Miracle Morning, BB. I think that is so good for the listeners to hear. I love that. Well, I think that – okay. So this book – Johnny and I started listening to it on audio yesterday because we had a six-hour car ride. And I didn't know too much about it. It just sounded cool. And it has been on my mind and my heart to have a better morning routine because it's just been very uh, just apparent to me that when I start my day out like stressed and jumping out of bed and panicked, like it kind of is this domino effect. So anyways, that's been on my heart that I just need to change that about my, my day and my routine. And we started reading the book and it really has so much spiritual, um, aspects to this ritual of starting your day out. And, um, you and Colin, I feel like do this better than us. So maybe you could speak to if it has changed your life in any way, but how I imagine this changing my life would be like more time for intentional prayer, more time for planning out the day, the week, and like, even like the months and like year ahead, um, without, you know, kids running around without your head all over the place. And this miracle morning book, he talks about how he went through like really hard times in his life. And the, the one thing that changed his life around from like depression and like terrible, terrible things that happened to him was like changing his morning. And so like even just that simple testimony 
um, you can tell like it's so truly changed him. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I might, I don't know. I just feel like maybe I need to roll that over in 2021 and try again. I love that. Wow. I also love what you said. He, he says it's like Christmas morning. You texted me that last night. And yes, we, we, we do get up early, I, but I am an, I am a morning person. B knows this cause I can't stay up late and you are so good at getting work done late. B that is true. And I, it's I like a blessing and a curse though. <laughs> right. Right. It's like one or the other sometimes, but maybe you can, you know, do both. I don't know. Um, but you said Chris, it was like Christmas morning and that resonated with me. I'm like, that's why. Cause I'm so excited. It sounds so selfish, but it truly is exciting for me to get up in the morning for two things, time by myself, <laughs> which sounds awful. And then the smell of coffee and Jesus, because when else is your mind clear yes. enough except for the first moment of your day? Because other than that, I'm t- I, you're the same way. My mind is in 59 places at a time. <laughs> I, that's what you just described is like my dream morning. And like, it sounds so simple, but it's like hard for people who are not morning people to do that. And so, um, but he says all these quotes that are not just related to your morning too. Like, um, he's a motivational speaker as well. So one quote that I wrote down in my little notebook that I have here is, um, he said, love the life you have while you create the life of your dreams. And I just thought that was so Beautiful. Beautiful. Like, you know, how many of us have these huge dreams for the future and we don't always feel like we're there yet. We don't feel like we've reached our mountain. But I think like really the beauty is how do I love the life I have in this very moment as it Mm. is? So what a gift to love everything about it with the knowledge that you're still going. I, I love exactly. that. I'm going to write that down. But it, it's a good book. Oh my gosh. I like totally recommend it. Um, Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes. Below. Exactly. We'll, um, we'll link it in the show notes. We have, we have a lot of things we need to link. We need to shout out Bishop Barron. Um, Bishop, we know you're listening yeah. right now. Um, yes. We're waiting oh for our gosh. word on fire phone call. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that interview. <laughs> He's awesome. He's, he's a, he's changed my life this year too. Speaking of Bishop Barron and word of the year and good books. He's someone I could listen to him speak all day. And I, yeah. So I'm going to shout him out because it's true. He's some, he has good stuff. And I love your idea of taking that word into the new year. I don't think anything's wrong with that. I, I kept the same word many years detachment. And this year my word was daughter and I'm really happy it was. And I, still like feel like I have so much work to do to really believe it but I uh, it was a good it was good can you like and I, can you go into it a little bit Ken's like why why you picked daughter and for all our new listeners um I because I you went yeah. into it a little bit like a couple episodes back um but why did you pick it and how do you feel like you have grown um with this word Definitely. Um, well, it started in spiritual direction. I have to be honest with you guys. I, I guess I never thought much about my identity and beyond my Enneagram number three, I, I was, you know, for anyone who knows what the Enneagram is, I'm a number three. And 
that number tends to find their identity in everything else that they're doing and producing and showing. And instead of knowing that our identity alone is in Christ, not our spouse, not our kids, not what we do, not what we say, but who we are is enough in God. And until we really fully believe that, then that other stuff will not come. In fact, a quote the spiritual director told me was, God will not bless the rest of your dreams, Mackenzie, until you are owning your identity and doing the vocation in front of you. And that was, that was crazy to hear. And that and seen, known and loved, if we can fully just own that space, then it's just so powerful. Nothing else really matters. And I think that's when we can dive deeper into authentic joy and hopefully someday holiness, but shout out to abiding together on holiness. Um, Recently, someone said you need to become whole before you can even think about becoming holy. And so that's kind of what I'm working on with daughter is finding that whole picture. Like I am a daughter of God. He loves me. He wants the best for me. And if I'm serving him, then I can serve others. Then I can serve myself. But that first. But that first. Wow. Mic drop for that. All of that. <laughs> that should be all, that of, should our- be all of our words, Sophie. Wow. Right? I think that, that what you just said, though, is like such a lifelong struggle for like a lot of people. Like I definitely identify with that. I think a lot of people identify with what they do rather than just who they are. And that could be like a lifelong word almost because like mm-hmm. when will you ever be done almost like accepting yourself for who you are, which is just simply a son or daughter of God. Um, that's not easy, but it seems simple. It sounds so simple. Like, oh yeah, like of course I am, you know, created in the image and I'm And I am perfect the way I am, but we are almost like wired to not believe any of that. So it's almost like unlearning. How do you unlearn all of those things? Mm. I love that. Isn't that the year for you and I, just from all of our conversations, it has been a year of unlearning and forgiveness of ourselves and others and mercy. I think you said it earlier, mercy too. Yeah. Those are very hard things to own up to and learn. And when I say own up to, I don't mean like we did something bad and we need to own up to it. I mean like truly believe in his mercy so that we can be merciful. I was talking to someone about all of that actually. And I was opening up to them about how I've had to work on things in my life with like forgiving people and stuff like that. And, And the person turned to me and she was like, I've had, I've struggled with the same thing and she's probably 15 years older than me, 20, almost 20 years older than me. And I said, well, yeah, I just, I have a lot of guilt because I'm 30 and I realized like I've waited this long to like let things go in my life. And I feel so old to have waited this long. So I have that like guilt. And she said, well, how do you think I feel? And I just realized like, whoa, you know, like some, we can like make ourselves feel so bad, like for not being better 10 years ago, but there's somebody 20 years ahead of us who hasn't let go those chains, who hasn't forgiven in their life or who hasn't laid down their burdens. And so 
Like, mm. I think God's timing comes for all of us at different times. And, you know, if you're not ready to let something go yet, like you just have to have faith that like, if you walk with him, he's going to lay that down for you. Um, in his time. I love that you said lay down your burdens be that's the best way to look at it because it is your burden if you're not forgiving and I just spoke to my mother-in-law about this because we were talking about silly things that we hold on to and I had to go to confession four times for the same you know what this is for the same thing I couldn't forgive right after my wedding um someone didn't come it was a dear friend of mine and and I had to go to confession and ask God or please father help me to to want to forget this person so that I can move forward. And it took many times, but now I feel so free and no animosity or anything, but sometimes it's literally, you said it asking, please take my burden from me that I can be, you know, and it's, it is a process. Like I think the first prayer is like, help me want to like forget. Right. And then maybe a year later, well, hopefully it doesn't take that long. It could be six months later or whatever. Then the next one's like, okay, help me do this for real. And then it might be like in my case, like I thought that I had become better at forgiving, but I hadn't. And so now that I fully have felt what forgiveness feels like, it truly feels like a weight is off your shoulders, like it, like in the truest sense. And um, I, I just feel like when we start to experience these sorts of gifts in our life, it's almost like worldly gifts that you could receive around this time of year. Like from, to me, at least it's like, they don't even matter because like that to me was such a huge gift that I had that realization this year. Like I, that's been the highlight of my 2020. So maybe I need to change my 2020 word to like forgiveness or something. (laughs) It's too late to change, but yeah, it's, that's humongous bridge that, yeah, it's like none of that matters when you see the world and life and in the bigger sense, in the reason God put us here and in the eyes that he asks us to see with, like, that's how you're seeing things. And that's, you like change your it's lens. A, yes, like exactly. It's a lens change. Like I feel like I see the world different or something. It's, it's hard to explain, but I think all of us mm-hmm. carry some sort of a burden. It may not be like my burden could be totally unique to me. Your burden's totally unique to you. Um, but I think the lifelong work that we all are tasked with is how do we eventually lay those down? And then to go back to your word, it's like, you don't fully find that identity and that freedom and like tap into your gifts until you lay down the other crap. And so I feel like you know, there's new beginnings and a new horizon once you let that stuff go. And for me, I'm just like, well, thank God. I wish it happened 10 years ago or five years ago, whatever, but at least it happened now. So I'm just excited Mm -hmm. to move on, but it's still, I mean, there's still work. It's not like, oh, I forgave this person or I let go of this burden. And like, now I'm like flying on angel wings and nothing ever hurts me or bothers me. There's definitely still moments of hardship in conversation with those people stuff is going to continue to come up, but I think it's like constantly going back to like, I don't have the inner strength to do this. The, I have to rely on something bigger than myself to let this person back into my life or whatever, you know, the burden might be. But, um, once you do and you, you receive that help from God, you're like, oh my gosh, it's almost also like, 
um, to me, it's, um, also like, like realizing God is real. Like I would never be able to do this on my own. So thank you for the double confirmation that you are real and you're with me. So there's just all sorts of good things that happen when you, when you open up those, those doors. And that's, that's Advent. (laughs) You said it all, right? Like that's the definition I mean, is to come to, you know, to come to Christ and he wants to take all of that. And so what a perfect time to lay all those burdens down and offer it to him and ask him to just, to make you childlike, because that's another thing that we all need to do to be ready for him is, you know, see like a child, that beauty of Christmas, like the true meaning of Christmas, not the lights and the fun Mm -hmm. stuff, but like the joy in tea and Colby's eyes when they look at a manger and they say, mommy, that's baby Jesus. Like I could cry thinking about that. Like, let me, let me see like that. Amen. And they're the best teachers too. Like, I just feel like, thank God for children and like kids in our life because we get to see that innocence and it like makes you want to be that. Like you, like, Mm -hmm. I want that when I see that. Um, and so uh, yeah, like I think Henry Nowen said that like life is Advent, like we're always living Advent because we're always waiting for the coming of Christ. And so, um, Beautiful. we're just so excited to walk with you guys and to unravel Advent with you guys in the next couple episodes. Um, and yeah, and just to, um, walk on this awesome journey towards Christ with you guys. Yes, we can't wait on our first um, or our next episode of Unraveling Advent. We have a really special guest, Bridge. Should we not even say her name? Maybe we just leave it at that. What do you think? She's super cool. They, we have a couple cool guests, but this first one is like next level. I'm, I can't believe you got she's her. Next yeah. level. She's great. Oh my gosh. She's goals in so many ways. And when I messaged her, I was like, this is a 50-50. Like, it might not happen. And she's like, I love Advent. Yes. She's like, I mean, I'm not perfect at it, but, like, let's do it. And so I think you guys are going to be super excited. We're definitely excited. And we will announce it very soon. Amazing. And, Bridge, have you started Christmas shopping yet? Uh, You know what? I haven't, but I am going to soon. I feel like we have such long lists, half of it. I'm going to get at our favorite store, the Catholic company. The Catholic company is my absolute favorite place to shop for all things Catholic and beautiful. Truly. You got me my favorite Magnificat cover. I remember you surprised me when I was getting engaged and they have the most beautiful jewelry, all these things and the book that we were going to get theology of the home. Oh my goodness. And so if you guys would like to make some beautiful Christmas purchases for friends and family, the Catholic company has generously given our listeners a discount code for 15% off. So at checkout, you can use Unraveled Podcast to get your next gift with a little discount. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unraveled Podcast. Stay connected with us over on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast.